Welcome to Real Herbalism Radio, show 200. Can you believe it? 200. 200 shows. Yeah, today's show is recorded live at Eugene, in Eugene, Oregon at River Road Studios. And uh, today's show is also brought to you by the Herbal Nerd Society. And they're a great group of uh, people that help us uh, support us in doing um, the, pro- the podcast that you're listening to or the practicalherbalist.com website. Uh, and one of the cool things that, like, you, you would you have received in the past as a herbal nerd society member for instance um mullen was the herb of the month in in august, august yeah. and so just in august there was only available to the herbal nerd society members there was antimicrobial properties of mullen this is mullen mucilage in mullen and breathe deep with cough reducing mullen so four mm-hmm. articles that were written special for the herbal nerd society because you're so special right thank you uh, there you go. And now we have a new monthly pricing structure. It makes it a little easier for um, for our bookkeeping department, but also uh, helps to um, control the up and down of, of revenue coming in. If it's more of a solid, it makes it easier to make decisions. When we had the two different pricing structures, uh, it was hard to know where we were doing, what we were at, and how we were, mm-hmm. what was happening. So moving it to a month-to-month just seemed like a, a win-win for us anyway. Uh, so anything else you guys want to add about the awesome Herbal Nerd Society? Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for supporting us because that means that we get to continue doing what we're doing and it feels less like an echo chamber, which I yeah. think podcasting feels like a lot. I know people are listening out there. We see numbers, but you know, having people yeah, come back with, we yeah. love this and here's how we support you. just feels warms the cockles of my heart. And it being fall... And I'm just going to say it's fall. I know it hasn't been the equinox or whatever, but I know it's fall. Okay. Um, fall is coming. Right. No, fall's mm-hmm. here as far as I'm concerned. All right. So get your pumpkin spice With going. that being said, Sue, you're going to be somewhere special yes. in October. The, um, I have the honor of being part of the Herbal Nerd. Herbal Nerd. Here Herbal I am. Nerd. I'm, I'm, I'm part of that. You and, are. And additionally, I'm also at the Free Herbalism Project, which happens October 13th at Mount Pisgah Arboretum in Eugene, Oregon, and people can be there the whole time, 11 to 5. Uh, there'll be a yoga, start off with a yoga walk, there are yoga class, and then two plant walks. And then um, Nicole Tuckless, and, um, will, he, she's a person that we have interviewed before, and we're really excited to have her back. And then Doug Elliott is going to be there too. So and the other thing is, is that Mason Hutchinson, who is one of the arrangers of this and many other projects, he's um, part of Herb Rally. Uh, he talked me into being the MC for this too. Oh, all right. So, <laughs> ha, ha, ha. so y'all get a good chance yeah. to don't throw meet tomatoes. Sue. You get a good <laughs> chance to meet Sue at the Free Herbalism Project. Yep. And so. if you haven't noticed, if Sue gets a little nervous, she gets real Texas. That's right. So if you yeah. want to hear her get Texas, come and, come and watch her talk. I'm just yeah. try to stay very <laughs> calm and centered and, you know, I'll bring a hanky to wipe my brow. There you go. And a little fan. A little fan. I should bring a fan because it it can get hot hot there. And they will be recording it as always. So you can, if you don't have the opportunity to go, then you can listen to it later. But I will be recording my plant walk. We talked about that. And y'all will be able to hear that too. Be fun. Mm -hmm. Yes. Come on down, see the Free Herbalism Project, and go on a plant walk with Sue. It'll be fun. 
Yep. All right. Well, show 200. We've done 200 of these episodes. It is amazing. 200 of these where we sat down and talked with people or ourselves or with each other. Talk to ourselves. Not to ourselves, but to each other. Um, Yeah. And, you know, this is interesting that it's coming at this point in, in the summer. Uh, we're in the fall because it's fall, a, yeah, moving you know, just a, at the transitional time moving into fall. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And w- with that transitional time, I mean, we were talking prior to the show about what kind of herbs and things we deal with in that transition. What, what do we do? What do we right. you know? Yeah. I've noticed over this last summer, there's been a lot of transition, some of them quite large changes that have been happening in people's lives. It seems like a lot of people like, all around me. Huge changes. Yeah. And they're concerned about changes that are happening. It's anyone that reads the newspaper notices how many yeah. changes are going on. And it, it is unnerving for some. It's also exciting. I'm really a big proponent of boring, but uh, that's yeah. just me. So in well, order then, to deal with that change, you have to have changes yeah. in your life like. Anytime there's that kind of change, there's things like grief and sorrow and fear that come up. Mm -hmm. And then there's excitement and sometimes an overzealous charge into the new, which exhausts people. I mean, there's it's, and the process of change itself is exhausting. Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of good herbal allies that we can rely on. Mm -hmm. What are your favorites? Um, there's so many. I I like one of the things I really find powerful is you clearing the air. So sage. Uh, sure. And I use the sage that grows in my yard. Garden you know? sage. Yeah, just garden sage. And partly I use garden sage because it's local. Garden mm-hmm. sage understands spiritually, as it were, what is happening in our locality and in my space. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also much more sustainable than asking another area of the country to give me herbs to clear my space. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to draw on white sage, even though white sage grows not that far away. You Mm -hmm. know, it's, it's on my same coast at least. Right. I'd rather not draw on that because the people there need white sage. And with all the changes going on and all the emotions that are flowing, we really need to be doing a lot of clearing. Yeah. And it's so important to honor the plants that are struggling because of our yes. presence yeah. and the things that you know, our presence has inspired all this climate change and, you know, owning up to that responsibility of what yeah. we as a culture done, even if we personally didn't have anything to do with it, we're right. acknowledging our part in a group and um, being a responsible part of that is to just say, okay, this plant is in trouble because yeah. of things that the species that I represent. Is, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to push it and collect it, yeah. um, maybe a leaf or two. Or if you need to, you don't have to stick everything in your mouth. You see, we're not toddlers. Right. <laughs> so true. Sometimes you just take a picture or just you yeah. know, honor the space. Be here now, you know. Well, and if you yeah, and if you spend time with an actual, you know, with a sage plant, whether it's white sage or common sage or whatever, if you take the time to just really be with that plant Mm -hmm. then you can recall that energy no matter where you are right and the spirit of sage will help you out Mm -hmm. and so yeah that's very true it's very practical feel like it's it's so great to have an opportunity to be around people that are transitioning with their genders because Mm -hmm. they often will they're they'll change gender from he to she or she to, to he 
or they use they. And I've always felt like plants are, to me, a they because mm -hmm. they are more of a group. You know, the dandelion may have its own identity. I don't know. I'm not a dandelion. <laughs> but when I see dandelions, I don't think about them individually. I think about them as part of a group mm -hmm. and the the chemical properties they have and how they kind of um, change the meadow and the soil as a group. And that group thinking is really important for me when I'm making any kind of changes rather than isolating and going into me, 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 selfish little me to right. talk about my, my interactions and the part that I play in teams and in families and, and communities. So that reminder that um, people that are going through gender transition have has helped me kind of honor plants and where they are too. Yeah. So that makes I, sense. Thank yeah. you people for sharing your wisdom. Some of it penetrates Sue's thick little skull, but <laughs> eventually, even water can wear through a rock. rock right? Yes, indeed. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I'm a boulder head. That's for sure. Yeah, um, and you had talked about St. John's Ward as a big. Yeah, St. John's one. Ward is a nice one. It's you know, on a physical level, it could help you with depression and things like that, and it can help you when you're stuck in a long-term pattern like chronic illness, mm -hmm. um, like if you've had I don't know pneumonia or something for a long time. And your body, you're you're mostly past it, but your body isn't quite getting that oomph of energy to get through and finish getting well. Mm -hmm. St. John's Word is really helpful for that. And it helps with all sorts of chronic conditions when you're at that point. But in a more spiritual sense, St. John's Word, um, as Maya Toll describes it, is like a light in the dark. It gathers up so much energy when it blooms mm -hmm. at the summer solstice, at the height of the sun's power. It's a bioremediator. Yeah. In the soul and, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's blooming, like I said, at the height of the sun's solar energy. So it's really strongly allied with sunshine and brightness and, you know, fire, the energy to move through whatever it is that's happening around you. Mm -hmm. So when we start moving into transitional times or into the darker months of the year, St. John's Wort just, you know, just a little, like a drop of it. it. You don't need a lot. Just a little bit of connection with that plant can help bring some sunshine back into your own thinking and in, help reinvigorate your own energy field, which will help your emotions clear and help you move more into a proactive, I guess you could say, or at least sunnier spot, more positive um, interactions with the changes that are happening around you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. that's a good point. I found that the my favorite times to gather St. John's wort is after we've had a hot spell and then it cools down and rains or just cools down a bit. It seems mm -hmm. like that gives the plant more of an opportunity to bring more of that water soluble constituent mm -hmm. into its leaves and flowers. And then, you know, I think people that have made St. John's wort oil or they've made St. John's wort tincture and they take the plant and stick it into whatever minstrum they've got when they've had a time like that um it just turns bright 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 red almost immediately right and then when you have a super super dry time where there hasn't been any cooling then it'll kind of it right. just <laughs> you got to yeah. freeze it in order to, to open those cells and right. get out every little bit of it but whew, yeah, yeah. I, that's another transition in the weather that mm -hmm. shows in the plants that we yeah. pick up Definitely. Yeah. How about you, Sue? What are some of your favorites? Well, ashwagandha. We're going to have to do something about ashwagandha. 
guess I'll have to write it. Oops, I bonked the table while we're recording, and and somehow I didn't get a dirty glance. So that's really nice. <laughs> um, I'm really bad at that. So ash, ashwagandha is an Ayurvedic herb that has been in my life for well over a year and has helped me with a lot of the changes that I've been going through. I read a couple of um, research articles talking about how it works on our HPA axis, which is your hypothalamus, your pituitary gland, and your adrenal glands um, that communicate with each other. And and when you're stressed, then they kind of like, it shuts things down. That's what its job is so that you can concentrate on survival, but you do it, you have too many dramas and then it just stays in that. And right. then you have people that are in perpetual crisis mode. Yeah. And ashwagandha is one of the many plants that help with um, reopening the HPA access so we can survive better even when it's not dramatic. Yeah. And ashwagandha is one that traditionally in, in um, Ayurvedic practice is given to young men right at the beginning or onset of puberty and take it for the rest of your life every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it's just, it's a good supportive herb for the male hormonal system mm-hmm. it is not necessarily bad for women no, so I certainly it women can typically at that same time women get shatavari instead which helps with balancing the women's hormonal systems mm. um, shatavari that's a wonderful plant do you know much about shatavari that's one that i've used often it's what, um, what condition i've typically myself i've used it um in root it's the root so you know i usually myself use it in a decoction and um i'll take it for i should take it every every single day but you know i'm not good at consistency so i might take (laughs) it for three or four months okay and then i'll forget to do the decoction for a couple of months and then I'll pick it back up and do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's good for balancing, like I said, balancing feminine hormones. Mm. So especially when you're noticing the adolescent periods, you know, where your hormones are swinging a lot right. or moving into perimenopause, you know, middle age, anywhere in the mid thirties on women start to see more and more hormonal swings. And some women like the ones who experience a lot of PMS type of sy- symptoms often are more sensitive in general and Shatavari is very good at supporting balance across the system. Mm -hmm. So it's a nice one, you know, for helping to eliminate things like the insomnia and the rage and the emotional swings and Mm -hmm. the depression and the weight gain. And, you know, a lot of that stuff that's very linked to um, estrogen imbalances. Mm -hmm. So it's a good for that. Um, I have occasionally myself used both, the two of them together, ashwagandha focuses, as far as I can tell, a little bit more on helping the testosterone balance itself. Mm-hmm. And women need that as well. Oh, sure. We got so, hormones, a, a glower throughout yes. our system. Yes. And I, yep. for myself, what I've noticed is that women who have a harder time standing up for themselves, who struggle with not feeling like they are noticed or or accepted or acknowledged, acknowledged. Yeah. people who feel marginalized, mm-hmm. um, men as well, of course. Mm-hmm. But when I'm looking at for women, when and for ashwagandha, I've noticed those are the, those types of women who are really struggling with that. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that kind of need to be able to pee like a lion and roar. And mm-hmm. I think of ashwagandha as being very connected to lion like energy. Mm-hmm. So. That it's a good one for those folks. Sure. I mean, yeah. So women in leadership positions, um, I, I, my my leadership positions have often been 
challenged by um, people that have a lot of mother issues or, Mm -hmm. you know, they would like to have me be put in my quote unquote place um, so that they're, they're making big decisions that they just don't have the context for. And they see it as a personal issue rather than um, a training or informational issue. And that's when we run into some trouble. And ashwagandha has been one of those that I've taken so that, you know, it's between you and your therapist, sweetheart. But, you know, the way that you enter and work with this group has nothing to do with the personal feelings that you have about me. Right. So let's let's just step back and and do more problem solving and critical thinking rather than just being a problem and critical. Yeah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Oh, those little stinkers. Yeah. Some of the others that I like are ones that are good for helping to relax the nervous system, like lavender, Mm, you know, helps ease tension. Lavender and rosemary together are a very Mm -hmm. nice combination for keeping your mind alive and everything moving, but getting yourself to relax at the same time. Mm. Mm, that's That's a good point. I don't think I really used those two together. I've used rosemary on its own and I've used it with St. John's wort and a salve because um, mm-hmm. the rosemary is good for the circulation this it helps bring the St. John's wort properties into whatever the issue might be um, but tell me about putting lavender and rosemary together I found that using them together the rosemary makes your nervous system or makes you in general alert your mind is alert. Yeah, sure. But mm-hmm. alert doesn't necessarily mean on fire and hyper. Lavender mm-hmm. helps you to be in a place of alert but relaxed. Okay. So when you're alert and you're relaxed, you can rest and digest and still enjoy life. Mm-hmm. You know, rest and digest doesn't mean you have to fall asleep. It just means not racing around like a crazy person, not feeling mm-hmm. like you're being attacked, not, mm-hmm. you know, not being in the middle of arguments or having dramas. Right. So lavender can help the body relax well, rosemary allows the mind to stay alert. The two of them together can help you to ease tensions and solve the problems that you might be facing. Mm-hmm. So, I know that in um, the hotter months, um, people are drinking a lot more water. Mm-hmm. And one of the nice things um, is putting together a um, putting some tincture of dandelion. You know, it's got mm-hmm. a lot of potassium yeah. or tea of dandelion, and I've I've often thrown either lap, some lavender or some lemon balm in there too. That's a good one. And yeah. It just feels calming and cooling. Um, hibiscus, hibiscus is a refrigerant that mm-hmm. helps reduce, you know, your, your body temperature issues. Just like when you take a big chunk of watermelon right into that, then yeah. that's also a refrigerant and that helps cool you down. And hibiscus is one of those nice things yeah. to add to that. And when you're cool and calm, then you can sort your way through some of these changes that are happening so quickly. Yeah. And that's actually a nice combination too, because a dandelion supports your liver function. And when we're going through transition or drama Mm -hmm. or stress of any sort, your liver does the bulk of the processing out of those um, cortisol based hormones. Right. It also works that way for women who have estrogen excesses. Mm -hmm. Estrogen and cortisol are both estrogen based hormones. So Mm -hmm. your liver is doing all this work. Offering offering something like dandelion or bupleurum mm. is another good one. Bupleurum is more is very strongly draining, um, and if you need to let stuff go, you know those are both really good ones for helping your liver process and just get it out, get it done. Mm-hmm. Um, 
folks, and they can be, those can be kind of extreme. Although when you're dealing with extreme circumstances, sometimes that's what you need. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also look at something like a peony, either red or white peony. Oh, I've only worked one. with white peony. Tell me more about that. The white peony, both of them are good. They're both, they're circulation. They, they help circulate the liver. So they don't drain the energy from, so if you don't have excess amount of, if your liver is, struggling and it's tired especially like menopausal years or after you know after done you're done with you know baby making and all of that but your Mm -hmm. body just kind of feels tired Mm -hmm. dealing with exhaustion essentially um if you're if you're in a state of exhaustion you don't want to drain your energy so that's where dandelion and bupleurum can be a little bit too strong Mm -hmm. so then you would want something that will circulate that energy so peony red peony has more affinity i think if i remember correctly specifically for dealing with more toxicity. So if you've had much more toxicity in your environment, then you'd want to do red peony. Mm. But as far as I've read, I've only worked personally with white peony because it's what I have accessible to me. Um, But if you're choosing between them, I I understand that it's not a huge difference in how they work so Mm -hmm. you can work with what's available to you okay but either way it just helps give your liver the energy boost it needs to do its job Mm -hmm. so in a Mm. state of exhaustion you never want to drain anything right because there isn't a lot there yeah yeah you need to fortify so peony can be added to other fortification types of um stuff Mm -hmm. drinks you know it was mostly it's sold as a root so mostly decoctions Mm. Yeah, well, for fortifying, one of the things that I like having is a, a because I work in a clinic, mm-hmm. and sometimes bathroom breaks or eating breaks or breaks in general just isn't possible. Right, yeah. it's hard to get that. Yeah, right. So, and I think people that work in restaurants have the same thing. Yeah, having your basic needs taken care of. Yeah. Ew, maybe not. Yeah. Um. So the the combination of nettle. Nettle tea with some licorice in it. And licorice is so good at helping you with your blood sugar. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's a a nice thing to just keep your energy levels going. And then nettle, oh, it's it's naturally sweet too. And then nettle is just, my gosh, it's like a vitamin pill. (laughs) Yes. And adding peony to that, if you did it, if you did it as a decoction, so Uh that you're really pulling out the the licorice really well. Right, sure. Oh, like in a crock, a crock pot decoction crock works pot. just fine. Nettle, all the nutrients from nettle will ha- be happy to deal with a decoction. Mm-hmm. And you could throw a little peony in there if exhaustion is part of what you're dealing with or high levels of stress. Right. And that would help. Mm-hmm. It'll help give your liver a little extra boost mm-hmm. while you're tonifying. One thing I haven't done is put those together as a tincture and just have it in my purse. So, I don't know if it would work as well as a tincture uh, because a lot of the nutrients and minerals that you're wanting to extract from nettle aren't really. They stay in the mark. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. they're they're more water. Yeah. So if you did a tincture of it, I mean, you could maybe do a decoction and then add at least 30% alcohol at the end. Oh, right. So if you had, for instance, if you did a decoction that resulted in like two cups of of liquid of tea mm-hmm. essentially yeah and i'd probably concentrate it a little bit myself mm-hmm. so get it down to two cups then at that point i'd add probably about another half a cup or so of high proof alcohol right which would then preserve it so it's not technically a tincture because the alcohol isn't what extracted mm-hmm. but 
it would do the job of preserving. And that way you can use it like a tincture, yeah. especially if you did concentrate it. Well, I've made tinctures where instead of the water that you're supposed to add, you know, mm-hmm. you add the, the high proof alcohol, yeah. like 190 proof, and then you add water to it instead of the water, I've added a tea. Oh, so I can do, nice I can yeah. do that and, you know, yeah. extract the um, licorice and the peony. You could do it in, do it in one. This is just, mm-hmm. just for little old Sue. Yeah. And then um, after I've added the alcohol, then add a, a, a nettle tea. Yeah. That way I've got that in there. And then. Yeah, I'm not sure because um, I don't know what the constituents are in peony in Chinese medicine or uh, traditional Chinese medicine, it's usually used in a decoction form, mm-hmm. not in an alcohol extract. Right. So my guess is that you would probably want to do that one with your nettle mm-hmm. or you'd want to decoct that one rather than using it as a uh, alcohol extraction. Right. Yep. Um, for licorice, I don't know. Yeah, I'll have to look into the properties of it and make sure that it would uh, not just be nothing but water soluble but i've i've used it as a t- white peony as a t-shirt before so it we'll could have be. to find out or bliss no. no it could be i know when i'm going through transitions it's hard for me to remember to make like a daily tea mm-hmm. sometimes as a challenge you know yeah. just steeping herbs remembering which ones to do making a blend all of that yeah but throwing some roots into a crock pot and letting it simmer away for a day or two dipping in when I want to. Right. Yeah. That works pretty well. It's convenient. And, yeah. You know. Yeah. I've said um, sometimes where I can think of one time where I was having a, a lunch with a person I really, really didn't want to have lunch with. Um, uh, they were, they were posed a problem in my life, but this was a way of settling things. And as I'm um, chatting with them, I realized that I was starting to get a little tense. And uh, so I just, pulled up the tincture and put it in my water and took that down. Oh, all right. There's the, yeah. the, the celebration of that moment. Like, okay, you, you've, you've gone through quite a bit with this and you've been <laughs> nice and mellow. And here's your, here's your reminder that you were depleted a bit and you, you need a little bit more extra so that you can continue to be strong. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. Thanks. Good job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. People. Tinctures are nice that way. Yeah. They're so Having, portable. Yeah. And then that's, you know, one of the other things that is really important during transitional times, like you were saying before the show, is exercise and being able to bring mm-hmm. a tincture to the gym instead of trying to carry a jug of, I mean, you're going to have your jug of water perhaps, right. but making tea before you go to the gym, mm-hmm. uh, if you're like me, you're not going to get it done. Right. But having a bottle of tincture that, you know, you get done with your workout. And just a couple of squirts. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. good. And, and another nice thing about tincture is it's the reminder, drink your water. Drink your water. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Or with oxymels, having a nice little water chaser there mm-hmm. is kind of nice too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm very grateful to all of the herbs out there that have helped us through our tough times. And I know other people have their favorites and we haven't mentioned it. Oh, yeah. Um, I want to remind listeners that many of the herbs that we have mentioned today are available in monographs by Candice and myself. And um, we have those sold on on Amazon. So you can check that out if you're curious about it. Um, We also, on our website, we have a lot of, Mm -hmm. you'll see in the show notes, lots of links to the things on our website. 
And there are things that they won't have links on it, but they're mentioned. And that's, that means we're going to have to do um, a couple of articles about that. That's coming up. Mm-hmm. So there's always something new and exciting to learn about herbs. Is there anything else that you like to do um, in regards to sleep, perhaps, when it comes to transitions, Candice? You know, I have a couple of, I, it's good to have your like sleep routine and do the exact sleep same hygiene. thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Same mm-hmm. thing every single night, whatever it is you do, you know, lights out at a certain time, mm-hmm. you're relaxing music, maybe before you go in, it's best to not, you know, do your cell phones or screens within yeah, about a half hour. Light. Yeah. Sure. Like yep. I think it's a half hour of going to sleep, all that stuff. Even if you have the, even if your phone goes to the amber color. You shouldn't yeah, do it. It's you not, still shouldn't it's do it. It's still not good enough. Yeah. It stimulates something in your cortex that you just, in your yeah. eyes, you just don't. Right. And it's also, it, it, whatever it is, whatever the subject matter you're looking at is, it can also just get your, just get your nervous system moving and your mind moving. Mm-hmm. And you don't yeah. want them moving. You want them to slow down because you're going to sleep. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. yeah. But there's, there's those things. I also like to um, use herbs. Before going to sleep. And I don't necessarily, especially if it's been stressful and, and in, you know, a lot of transition, especially mm-hmm. a lot of emotions. Yeah. It's good to have some herbal allies before bed, you know. Yeah, that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I like to put, there's a powdered magnesium citrate that I take. Mm, it's a good like one. a half teaspoon of that with water. And then I, I feel that I have a window of time. If you fall asleep when you start feeling groggy after taking that magnesium mm-hmm. in your water, then you're going to be good. Yeah. But if you miss that window of time, like, you know, you field a phone call or something like that, or you're mm-hmm. not in bed by then, don't take more magnesium citrate because one of the great things magnesium <laughs> citrate does in larger amounts is it helps clean out your colon, which yes. is not a nighttime activity. That's, yes. a, that's a waking activity. Yeah. Yeah. If you take too much magnesium just before you go to bed, one of two things can happen. You may need to poo immediately Mm -hmm. or you may need to poo after you've fallen asleep, which will then wake you up and give you a nice long period of not being asleep. That's right. Which can improve your insomnia. So if you want more insomnia. (laughs) If that's what you're looking for, it's like, gosh, I don't have enough insomnia in my life. Right. What could I do to inspire it? So for most folks, the threshold is somewhere around between 200 and 300. I believe it's milligrams. Mm -hmm. I always forget what unit. But if you're getting like capsules of magnesium, you can look on it. Time-released style is a really good one if Mm -hmm. you want to make sure that you avoid that because that usually has a balance of citrate and carbonate versions of magnesium. Mm -hmm. Carbonate takes longer for your body to take it in. Right. Um, And citrate's quick. And citrate's quick. So. So that, that will give you more of the longer spread and the longer digestion time, which gives your muscles more time to use it. And, right. And is, it's the one I would recommend myself. Yeah. And it is sold in a liquid form. If you go to mm-hmm. a regular old pharmacy, they have magnesium yeah. citrate and it's lemon flavored. And I'm yes. using that term flavored very loosely. Yeah. But that's if you're going in for um, to have your colon checked. And that's what right. they have you drink. So yeah. now you have an idea of what we're talking about. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. And for some folks who are particularly depleted, they might find that, you know, going up to 500 milligrams a day is actually helpful. But I would be very careful about that. I would start at. Start small. A lot of the capsules come as 250 milligrams, even mm-hmm. if the bottle says 500 milligram dose. 
you turn it over and look at the back, a lot of times it'll be two capsules to get that. Most of the time you can get 250. Mm -hmm. So just take that and do that for several days and see if you feel you need more, if you're finding you have muscle cramps or, you know, your, your muscles are more, you know, um, strain, feeling strained Mm -hmm. and stressed and all of that sort of thing. Or if you're having more insomnia. Yep. Um, Magnesium also lowers your, uh, your blood pressure. Mm -hmm. So when you go into your doctor and you get your, your labs back, then that's something that they always take a look at is what your magnesium levels are. And and that will influence your, your blood pressure too. And it would be preferable to take a fairly steady amount of magnesium within about a week of having that blood pressure test done Mm -hmm. so that you're on a steady, stable amount. It's not as wise. If you really want your doctor to have good numbers and give you good advice, mm-hmm. don't be like, oh my gosh, I'm going into the doctor. I'm going to take like 750 milligrams of magnesium because I want right. to be really relaxed so my blood pressure is low. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> they're they're no. getting a standard amount. Yeah. And many times um, the, the, the providers in our clinic will also talk to people about how in different regions different you know the foods for instance in a place that there's a lot of rain like we live in Oregon for example there's a lot of rain so the soil is calcium and magnesium depleted so even if you're a gardener you're going to find that you will need more magnesium and magnesium rich foods you can get a lot of calcium in your diet but unless you have magnesium you're not going to be able to assimilate it right so to make it bioavailable you need the magnesium in it and I have found that most people have plenty of calcium in their diet generally as a general rule. Uh, but the magnesium is, is a tough, it's tougher to get and it. Right. It goes out of your system during stressful times too. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. the B and the vitamin B's as well. Right. Yeah. Those are important B12 and things like that. Yeah. So yeah, besides nutrients, I often add things like when it's, when it's stressful and I'm dealing with insomnia, I'll add things like passion flower Oh gosh, that's valerian. such a good one. Yeah, mm-hmm. passion flower and valerian are one of my favorite pairings, but mm-hmm. um, Tulsi is another one that can be for some people. Tulsi is a little bit energizing, so you kind of oh, want to really? see, but it's huh. very calming to the system. So for me, I'm like, wow, when it's stress, Tulsi is a good one because it'll help your nervous system just calm down, mm-hmm. which makes it a lot easier to sleep. I love the smell of Tulsi. Mm-hmm. It just calms it calms me, that's for sure. I love it. I love growing it. Love everything about it. It's my buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Valerian. My cats love Valerian. And I like the flowers, but I, yeah. I do not care for the taste of the root. I happen you to like, like it. it a lot. Yes, yeah. you like it. But it is one that's particularly good for my system. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Know yourself. Yep. That's the other part of it. Yep. Well... We're going to wrap up this podcast and thank you for tuning in to our show. Oh, number two. We need what is to tell one? folks. Yeah. We need to tell folks that our new for, about our new format. Oh, the new format. Okay. So we, one of the things that we've been going through transitions, all of us, mm-hmm. and um, we're all tired. Really. When it comes down to it, we're all tired. And we've been looking at what are the things that we tell, you know, our friends, our family, our clients about how to take care of yourself well during transitional times. Mm -hmm. And one of them is reduce stress and make space in your life as much as possible. Mm -hmm. So we've been doing for a couple of years now, we've been doing weekly podcasts and we decided that we are going to go to two podcasts a month. So pretty much a bi-weekly schedule. 
And to help make a little bit of space for us to breathe a little bit more in between. Each podcast takes time, you know, preparation for the podcast, the recording, and then there's time afterwards with writing the show notes, doing the producing and all the stuff that we need to do. So by loosening it up a little bit, that'll give us, each of us, a little bit of more space to deal with all the stuff we're dealing with in other areas of life. Yep. And um, we're, we're kind of barely scratching it through with the amount of money that we make. So um, if you want to help us that we're mm-hmm. able to budget more time and we physically need to budget it. So please, please yeah. take a look at, take a minute to look at our website and the herbal nerd society is how we are supported. Mm-hmm. So check that out. We would really appreciate it. And um, don't forget that um, we have other things that are available. We have books, and different things like that and that support to us means all the difference and then we can give more support to you so so all right remember to uh, review us on itunes give us a little shout out um you can follow us on the social networks facebook instagram pinterest um, just look for the search term practical herbalist and i'm sure we'll pop up mm-hmm. um so with that put an put herb herb on it, it. The statements made about herbs and products on this podcast have not been evaluated by the United States Food and Drug Administration, FDA, and are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. All information provided on this podcast or any affiliated websites is for informational purposes only and is not intended as a substitute for advice from your physician or other healthcare professional. You should not use the information on this podcast and its affiliated websites for a diagnosis or treatment of any health problem. Always consult with healthcare professional before starting any new vitamins, supplements, diet, or exercise program before taking any medication, or if you have or suspect you might have a health problem. Any testimonials, questions, or case studies are based on individual results and do not constitute a guarantee that you will achieve the same results.